Hello and welcome to episode 482 of the LeeCast Podcast. I'm your host, Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost from Rock Arts. Hey, oh, what's good? And no, Colton, he is uh, camping this week um, yeah. in some forest or whatever, you know, dumb outside stuff. Yeah. Um. Cool. So before we get into our weeks, we've got a couple new patrons, some LeeCast news, uh, a new patch, a dev vlog involving everyone's favorite catfish toad tom kench character Mm -hmm. um we've got a couple of new uh five stories thank you very much um we're gonna talk about uh msi the uh what was it the rumble stage or or play-ins play whatever not yeah we're going into rumble (laughs) part one of play-ins instead of part two um we've got roundtable answers from last week and uh we'll answer a new one for this week uh, and then finally, we'll close it out with some emails. Aiden, how was your two weeks, actually? My weeks were good. I haven't played, I didn't play League for a couple weeks. I talked about it a lot on stream the last couple of days. Um, and League is a hard game to get back into after not playing for a while. Um, sure. <laughs> so I had to play mainly because of Decay on my three accounts. Um, two of my accounts were about to Decay, and I hadn't played for like three weeks on them. So I've been playing on my like lowest ranked Smurf, which is Diamond 4. That's my that's my like lowest ranked account. And I was just turbo feeding games. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, and I played a bunch of them, uh, and it was not going great. Um but I started like turning it around by the end sort of thing after a couple of games, but like it was it was a little rough. Um, and then one night I like decided, hey, I'm just gonna play my games on my main. Who cares? Just go for it, right? Because I have to play three to get out of decay. Yeah. Um, and I lost all three of them, <laughs> oh, no. but I played well in two of them, so I'm really happy with that. The first game I did turbo feed. I went like two and eight or something like that, and like oh. really hard lost the game. But the other two games I like one lane really hard, so I feel I feel like I'm playing better again, which is the the most important thing I think. Good, at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, Getting back onto the swing of things is definitely the best. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not too too worried about that. Um, I still MD two on that account. I'm still D four on my like main Smurf, and then on my middle Smurf, I'm D three like ninety something points still. So I almost have two accounts that are D two still, which feels good. Dang. Okay. Uh, outside okay. of that, a lot of Overwatch. Overwatch is a fun game to play. I actually think it's like pretty sick. I think Overwatch. The only thing that Overwatch is missing is a player base, uh, which I think Overwatch two will hopefully provide to it when it eventually does come out. So interesting. Yeah. I feel like that's like overall a really good game though. I'm like actually surprised because I used to be kind of like a bit of an Overwatch hater. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's really just missing a player base because you definitely do get like just some people have three level th- or level three thousand, meaning they've committed like six thousand hours to the game, and then some Jesus. people are like our entire pre-made group, which is all like sub two hundred level players. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so there definitely is a difference, but I think that's just more because I don't think the player base is that big for that game anymore. But uh, yeah. I, I always play my placements in that, and I'm like a platinum player in that. And I have I have a lot of fun, so it's good. Nice. Uh, outside oh. of that, nothing too crazy. Um, just just having a good good time. Awesome. Glad to what about you? Uh, Savannah and I finished part four. Uh, very yeah. good, as always. Um, she said it was her favorite part so far. Uh, I, I enjoyed... Uh, one of the things that I really like about part four compared to the other parts is that they feel less um, less like serious. You know, they're, they're tracking on a serial killer and not dio to to try to save the entire world right yeah yeah for sure i I really like that aspect of it is uh you know it's it's a little more chill when that the stakes are a little bit lower but Mm -hmm. um aside from that uh played some like a little bit of league got my uh dick handed to me in (laughs) games last night 
Um, and then I think that's about it. It's been kind of quiet. Ooh, we, I do uh, have a, well, two movie recommendations for you because we watched okay. them back to back. Paddington and Paddington 2. Is that the bear? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the movies are actually so fucking sick, dude. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I would recommend. Kennedy and I watched them, uh, I think, Monday and Tuesday night or Sunday and Monday night or something like that. They're, they're fucking 10 out of 10 movies. They're actually so hmm, sick. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to look into them then. Yeah. Would recommend. Nice. Alrighty. Uh, let's jump into the show then. We've got two new patrons. Thank you to Shadow and Colby. Uh, appreciate the patronage very much. Um, enjoy your, your your perks, your extra content. Um, Aiden, do we have some lead cast news? Uh, nothing really. Um, I we recorded the lead cast fixes champions last month. I think it comes out in a week or two, uh, or so. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys talked about it, but the plays video did come out at the first of the yeah, month. That was, I, I really enjoyed that. So uh, you can check that out on our YouTube channel. I am going to release. Uh, I a couple weeks back, I did a mini game stream where Nick Colton, myself, Trevor, and Quinn played some League of Legends based mini games that I like created, like find the Teemo, protect the Soraka, race around the map, mm-hmm. uh, CS offs and stuff like that. I cut that into a small little YouTube vid- video, so I'll probably upload that tomorrow. Well, I have it uploaded. I just don't have it like it's just unlisted right now, so I might just upload that tomorrow. So if you're on our YouTube channel tomorrow, that will go live. It's kind of fun. It's like a forty minute video. Uh. I think it was pretty enjoyable, though. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Good. Um, awesome. Let's jump into the new news. Uh, so we have a patch and a dev vlog regarding Tom Kench. Which you want to do first? I think the dev vlog is probably a little bit easier just to crush out really quick. Sure. Uh, so want to do that really quick? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Um, um. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, so they the main thing they talk about in this is Tom Kench. Where the fuck is he? You guys announced this a year ago. Uh, and what it really came down to is that they still have a ton of visual stuff to work on him. Uh, he did get teased in the Ar- uh, Arcana like, skin spotlight video or whatever that was on the PvE. That being said, that was more of an oversight, and he's not actually coming out for a while. He'll be out sometime during the summer, but not in the next couple patches. Because a lot of people thought he was coming out this patch, like the full rework. The skin is coming out this patch, but not the reworked abilities and stuff. Um, so we'll have a couple more weeks on that. Uh, I'm really excited to play him. I do, I'm literally on my stream sub-goaling up, making a PvE account, and then playing him on that. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm really excited. I think he's going to be a lot of fun. I definitely want to grind a little bit more of current Tom Kench on Solo Cute Ladder before the new one comes out. But I think I have some time. Nice. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. Then just goes into stuff like server transfers. Server transfers have been down for nine, or sorry, not nine months, six months. Uh, six months. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently it's just because they had like a bunch of issues that would like just fuck your like friends list would completely just like fuck your account. And they finally figured out those. Um, so apparently they're enabled now or they're going to be enabled very shortly. Um, yeah. Th- they were saying that the worst case scenario, the process would mark your transfer as complete with no issues yeah um but it would only transfer a portion of your actual account data <laughs> and there's no way to recover the rest of it <laughs> yeah so oh big yikes yeah awesome um let's jump into the patch yeah i think the patch is like the biggest thing uh so let's hell go yeah it. patch eleven ten. so first up bard his passive base damage is decreased good <laughs> yeah uh, I, I hate that character so much. Uh, Darius is getting his E cooldown increased, which is nice because his trading pattern on that was a little bit too easy, I think. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's up six seconds at max rank. Mm-hmm. That's it's probably really fine, big. though. I feel like it shouldn't be a every trade you get to like 
auto into like as soon as they start running away you get to pull them back in it feels very strong yeah yeah and definitely with the amount of cooldown reduction he was getting with this current build you know got got to be quite short at 12 seconds uh galio his w cooldown is now flattened uh the magic damage shield has been decreased so a couple of nerfs for uh for the gargoyle uh, Jinx's base armor is decreased, and the biggest change is that our R now has cap damage against epic monsters because it. So it's capped at eight hundred. It was doing like easily like two thousand damage. Uh, yeah, it would, like, it would outsmite every single jungler in the game. <laughs> yeah, it, it really felt like you had to make sure Jinx was dead, or else you couldn't do an objective. So I'm glad that mm-hmm. got changed. Yeah, it almost felt guaranteed to get stolen. Yeah. Uh, Katarina, her base move speed has been decreased. Minus 5 MS, the the classic. <laughs> um, Kale's passive... This is crazy. Passive AP uh, damage ratio and bonus attack range has increased. Muramana bug, bug fix. So the craziest change about this is that uh, when she gets that attacks, uh, attack range increase uh, at level 16, she now has 625 range. That's crazy. Wow, that is crazy for a character who excels at kiting the way that yeah. does. Wow. I don't know. Her, her level 16 dream is crazy now, I think. I think so too. I I do like that she doesn't have the the amount of true damage that she used to have. Yeah. Um her level 16 I think prior to this it, it feels good, but it definitely is not as strong as like the the previous iterations of Kale have been. Yeah. But this is really interesting. So, we'll see. Um Kenin, W stack uh, max stacks bonus damage has been increased. Hell yeah. Um, Ooh, that is, is a. Oh, never mind. Okay, it was a hundred percent to a hundred percent. I thought it was like sixty percent bonus AD to a hundred percent. So hard to read sometimes. <laughs> um, is, Lux yeah. is getting some damage on her E. Uh, these changes got dialed back a little bit from the PB, but before it was like kind of crazy. They're giving her um twenty damage on her E and then uh point five uh AP ratio. This seems re- like really bad i i feel like her e is the last thing you want to buff yeah it's the least skillful ability they were originally giving it um i think either 40 or 60 damage and they were also they're giving it uh full like 0.1 ratio on it mm-hmm. but um they dialed it back a little bit because people realize that i mean that ability is impossible to miss <laughs> yeah i mean also the the big thing about like lux mid in particular has historically been her e just one hits the entire wave yeah that's not very fun um cool uh so johnny's e targeting is updated uh it is now it prioritizes champions then non-champions uh within a certain range of a character uh cursor then champions with another certain range then the closest unit within 2500 range <laughs> yeah they're so. slowly doing this for like a lot of things they did it with prowlers i think last patch so i think they're mm-hmm. figuring out stuff that is good to uh, good to do this targeting update on i think yeah so you don't like accidentally uh I don't know, permafrost a minion or something. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next is Talon. His Q bonus AD ratio is decreased. Good. <laughs> yeah. uh, Thresh, base health is decreased. The health growth is increased. Uh, not too bad. I think this character is still fine. Yeah. Uh, Yumi's Q base damage and empowered damage is increased, and her W ally icon is bug fixed. Finally. Oh my god. That bug was in the game for like actually like three months. What was the bug? Uh, if Yumi went on any target, the so in your health bar, there's like a little thing that shows when Yumi's on you just to make it clear. Like it has little cat ears on oh, your like number. Mm-hmm. It would just be on them for the rest of the game. 
Oh, that's so. Sucks. As soon as she like touches any five of like all four of her members, it would just have the icon like Yumi's on them for the rest of the game, and it was. Yuck. I mean, it's an indicator that's supposed to help you because like, it's supposed to be like help uh, make shit easier to see, and it just made it worse because like you'd yeah. think Yumi was on characters that she wasn't. It was just so bad. It was in the game for like three months too. I have no idea wow. how. It's crazy. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Zyra passive vine lasher slow is decreased, so that's the uh, the slow from her E mm-hmm. plants. Uh, and then W cooldown is decreased. Two seconds yeah. at all ranks. That's pretty nice because I think you max that ability last, right? Yeah, and you're getting an uh, extra 5% on the uh, slow, which is kind of big. And that, that's yeah, a slow that's that stacks. Nice. It stacks if you Ooh. hit them with multiple plants. So like if you have two Ooh, plants hitting them, it does 60% slow, uh, which is nice. I see. Nice little change. Uh, I think she needs other changes. I was like reading the Zyramane subreddit when the before like we actually knew what the changes were going to be and a lot of them are changes that like i don't know riot's never going to make changes um i'm glad it's not just ap ratios because zyra probably doesn't need more damage but it's like stuff like reducing the amount of time that zyra is locked into her abilities is like a huge change like why not do that right interesting why not make it so so that so the animation is shorter yeah, so like you're when you throw out your E, you're just you're just you're just in place for like a full second, right? It's it's, it's such an old relic character; she yeah. feels just slow and clunky. Or make it when you place your W, you can just place that while moving. Like, why can't you place that ability by moving? Why do you have to stop? Can you not? I thought you could. I, I'm pretty sure you like have like a micro star. You might not, but either way, like oh, okay. all, her Q and her E and her ultimate all have such long lockouts when you're using them. It's crazy. Yeah, interesting. interesting. I, I think like a change like that would just be do so much more for her than like an AP ratio buff or something like that. Probably. I uh, I do really worry um, specifically with Zyra, but I think her plants are kind of toxic when she's strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they generally do too much damage and are too hard to kill. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad to see uh, uh, th- those aren't being like buffed to make our plants last longer, I guess. Yeah. I just, um, I just like systematic changes rather than like numbers changes sometimes. But Yeah, I mean, I think so too. That would be, that sounds really nice. Want to run us through the items really quick? Hell yeah. Abyssal Mask is, uh, gives you more health, uh, more damage ratio, and the duration is increased. That's kind of insane. I think if this item had CDR, it would be one of the better tank items in the mm-hmm. game. Um, Gore Drinker uh, now is 10% of missing health instead of 8. Uh, Ginsu's has 200 uh, less combined cost, and Riftmaker is getting a buff. Um, oh, I didn't realize this was... so. Now dealing damage and taking damage procs uh, the the ramp up versus just dealing damage. I thought it was being in combat, which I would assume oh. is taking damage. Uh, and then the stack I- the stacking is up um, for three percent per stack, three times for nine percent bonus damage, um, which is down from ten percent, but it stacks two seconds faster. Yeah, that's way better. Uh, so that's a just really, a better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you do. What one percent less damage, but you get the bonus of of uh, healing, right? At max stacks, I think that's what you get. Yeah, and and you proc it two seconds quicker, which is the bigger thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that's oh, that's massive. that's what I, I that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, um, pretty big. Uh, runes phase rush. The cooldown uh, scales based on level now, uh, <laughs> and the bonus move speed is smaller early for both melee and ranged, but it scales up to uh, to the original. Yeah, I uh, I like this a lot. Um, I think that phase rush is a rune that's bonkers, crazy, like one through six sort of thing. Um, especially when you don't have boots, like it just feels like when they proc phase rush, there's no way you ever catch them without boots. Like, 
Yeah, it's just a complete disengage of a fight for a rune. And it only yeah. has a 15-second cooldown, so it's really hard to punish uh, punish those champions. Whereas, like, late game, like, yeah, it's like a huge movement speed boost, but, like, late game, like, it, you don't feel like... You you have options, at least, to catch them late game, I think. But Yeah, I mean, you can survive a CC early game, but late game, that's likely a death sentence. Yeah, So exactly. Cool. Uh, we've got some jungle changes. Uh, jungle timers and camp gold are changing. The camp respawn timer is 2 minutes 15 seconds versus just 2 minutes. Uh, you'll get the glowing indicator 10 seconds before the camp spawns rather than 15. Uh, there is a little bit of comeback experience in the game now. Uh, if you're at least 2 levels below the average level of all players in the game, you get increased XP from large and epic monsters. Um, they grant 50 XP more per level below the average level of all players in the game. That's never uh, gonna come into play, right? Sorry, just. Uh, I don't think so. I don't. Two think levels so. is a lot, man. Of the yeah, average, of all. Yeah. Players. So, yeah. So I, I imagine, yeah, of all players in the game. So I mean, it has to be like only you have to be behind. It's like because if if you're in general, if you're behind, your team's also behind, so everyone's yeah. level is lower. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think it comes into play honestly like that often, but. I don't think so either, and I think this is a really healthy way to to bring it into to bring comeback experience into the game. Yeah, uh, Colton and I were talking about this last week. I think there is a need for comeback experience in the game, but it needs to be something that you can't uh, abuse. Yeah, right. Because wasn't there something about like, oh man, this was a, this is dating us a little bit, but there was a mechanic in the jungle, I believe, where you would take like Krugs early and then never touch them again. Yeah. But, comeback xp or something like that it was weird mm-hmm. uh and it definitely shouldn't be that way um smite it does uh where they're getting some changes too. 450 at base and then as soon as you complete your uh your smite you've smited five times the base damage jumps up to 900 and it will not um it will not increase or decrease off of that um, so i don't so, i don't like that in general but i i think it's fine yeah i think so too um it definitely takes away the 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 benefit to being ahead in the jungle, mm-hmm. right? If you're if you're two levels up against the other jungler, that's a hundred HP that they have to to account for um, that you don't. Uh, but that's okay. Um, for unsealed spellbook, uh, there's a change. Smite damage now increases after swapping summoner spells twice, mm-hmm. so it won't be four fifty at at uh, at level sixteen or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another change to the jungle, Smite in any crowd control now breaks Rift Scuttle's shield before applying damage. I think two things. Why does the Scuttle Shield have a CC, like, effective shield, like, damage reduction, whatever, anyway? I think that's kind of pointless. Just mm-hmm. give it more health and then cap the amount of damage it can take from max HP abilities. So, uh, and then two... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to give you that. Like, so the idea was that tank junglers typically clear slower so giving it before it had like armor and magic resist if you cc'd it got rid of mat- armor and magic resist now it has the shield same idea though um the idea was that these junglers would have cc that they could use on this and allow them to clear it at the similar pace of a like lower non-cc jungler that's fair is the idea that's right fair. i just don't think it ever yeah. works like that because it turns out that you can play fucking any jungle morgana for example and she's the fucking quickest clearing jungler in the game <laughs> Yeah, it, I think there is very, very rare cases where um, a jungler without CC is viable. Yeah. Like, maybe Lee Sin and Kha'Zix reliably, Olaf, 
I mean, but Mundo used to be part, the quickest cleric jungler in the game, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But for the most part, like your jungler's gonna have CC. Um, yeah. And I think specifically with Udir and Hecarim, it just pushed like it reduced jungle diversity even further because they have CC and can clear insanely fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Smite breaking the Scuttle Shield before. I don't know how I feel about this. It's obviously a nice change if you can guarantee that the enemy jungler's on the other side of the map. So I, I think it's like a, not a bad change because I don't think it comes into play 99% of the time. That being said, I think it the only thing it opens up, Nick, is that you can early invade before Scuttle spawns and go for a fight. And if you kill the jungler, you can use Smite on Scuttle right away as a like, yeah, way to get help Yeah, that's, back. A, that's a good point. Um, and I, I think like... We, we talked about this last week as well. Um, but I think the only time that this is even relevant for discussion is the first two scuttles in the game where it's like a, essentially a coin flip to where the enemy jungler yeah. is. Uh, at least in solo queue where information isn't perfect. Um, but either way, nice change uh, to, to the jungle for those without CC. Uh, Omni vamp on jungle items has been, has uh, gone down, but however, uh, but when you smite, uh, you get a little bit more more health. Yeah, um, that's fine. Which is good. Um, and then there's been a lot of uh, attack damage, health, and gold jungle changes that you could check out in the patch notes. We won't run through them all. Um, we've got some visual effects updates updates for uh, Kog'Maw. Uh, a lot of bug fixes. And then four of the sickest skins that I think yeah. Riot's released in a long time. We've got Arcana Lucian, Arcana Tom Kench, Arcana Zareth, and Arcana Camille. Uh, boy, that Tom Kench skin looks fantastic. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, so does the Lucian one. The Lucian one's also sick. I feel like the Zareth one's the only one I don't like, because mainly it looks so much like Demon Vi. Uh, let me take a look. Oh, man. I'm just I'm, I'm looking at all of them right now. Boy, that Tom Kench one looks so good. Yeah. Oh, man. And uh, the Chromas look fantastic for it, too, obviously. Yeah, I can see it. It's really weird that it's like just a regular person in yeah. with like some extra floating armor. They gotta stop animating everything, dude. Uh, and then the Camille one looks. I think the Camille one looks okay. I think actually. she looks like Morgana, but she does in the splash art, especially. Yeah. Um. Cool. That's it for patch eleven ten. It's live. So uh. So go check those changes out. Uh, we've got two stories. The first is from Durable uh, Durable <laughs> Nebula. I'm Durable Nebula, and I love this podcast. It really passes the time and helps calm me down. They have a lot of connectivity with the listeners, and you can email them to get your ideas on the podcast. Overall, really good podcast, a trundlemane. Thank you, Durable Nebula. Do you also want to read the second one? It's kind of funny. Yeah, sure. Uh, the next one is from Trundlemane. I love this podcast. It really passes the time and helps me calm down. <laughs> they have a lot of connectivity. <laughs> <laughs> with listeners and you can email them to get your ideas on the pod overall really good podcast a trundle mean <laughs> i appreciate so it man left two uh reviews on two different podcasting platforms for us i appreciate it that's so funny thank you so much uh nebula we appreciate it a bunch it's funny thanks i do like that he copy and pasted yeah and then realized that hmm i gotta add something to this other one <laughs> it's funny <laughs> oh boy all right let's talk about msi but we have one more thing first. I have a new section. Do we? Oh, Ooh, I have a okay. new section. Um, so boggy, we have two boggy. different names. Uh, the, 
you have to okay i already got chat about on it they've <laughs> already decided bad. um one is so that whole idea is i want to talk about old stuff like old league of legends like season one pre-season one maybe some season two so maybe some season three stuff but stuff that okay. most of our audience probably doesn't know about right i feel like that's like we can jerk off put on our rose tinted glasses and just fucking yeah. hang out right um so the two different names are one is a trip down memory vein Mm. Or a trip down memory cane, whatever you prefer out of those two, because they both work okay. the same rhyme scheme. Or <laughs> nostalgia. My vote is this one. Nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. That, my vote's that one. <laughs> I can tell when you started laughing. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> yeah, nostalgia won all the votes, but uh, I do like both of them. So uh, no, they're really good. They're really good. Yeah. So uh, the, for the, for my first like section on this week, I want to over the next like week or two like whenever we have time to like do one of these sections i want to talk about the original 17 characters in league of legends hell yeah that sounds Uh, awesome and i want to do it a couple of times so i pulled the first five characters from the original 17 roster of um alistar annie ash fiddle and jacks and i want to just Mm -hmm. talk about them a little bit i kind of like took notes about their kits and what they how they function and stuff but we can also just like shoot the shit about them a little bit because i feel like most of our listeners probably haven't even heard of these characters like what they did or what they do um yeah yeah so we'll quickly start with alistar i'll quickly run you down my notes then we can just like maybe talk about him a little bit um so his old passive was called trample very similar to his current e um except that so whenever you used any ability and it did damage to someone you'd get movement speed and damage similar to his current e um except for the you get movement speed as well and you become ghosted so you could just like walk through minions uh without like having minion block and stuff which, uh, which at the at the time was a massive benefit yeah like boy not a lot of characters had that yeah and uh like that damage that kind of just like was aoe damage um did double damage to minions and towers so you just use your abilities and hit towers and you just like Mm -hmm. take towers with your passive damage which was very very strange it also had like an ad ratio i think or something like that or maybe it was an ap ratio um either way it was just ap yeah it was just weird because you could do a decent amount of damage just by using abilities and having this aoe do damage to towers um i believe there was only one other character whose abilities worked against towers in season one yeah who was that do you know do you know i don't know i think it was ramus ultimate Oh yeah, Ram- yeah, Ramus Holt did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tremors, and I think I think that's the only ability that I can remember. The only other one that did uh, ability damage to turrets. Uh, maybe I'm not sure. Oh, Tristana didn't have Buster uh, explosive bomb at the time. Yeah, she yeah. had the the damage over time. And yeah. Scion obviously didn't run into towers. Yeah, so yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, anyways, Alistair's E was Triumphant Roar, which is just a fucking ability that you'd click that would AOE heal your like allies. Um, it, now it's like kind of your passive heal that whenever six minions die around you, you heal, and it's like a tiny little heal. This is a fucking juicy heal that healed AOE to everyone around you. Uh, it had a good I think AP you would ratio. Max it. Yeah, if you'd max it most yeah, lanes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, your Q and W were, like, 1.1 durabilities. Q and W still were just the classic boop slam. Uh, the only difference between those abilities is that you couldn't um, buffer them together. Because right now, yeah. if, you, <laughs> if you hit W, uh, you can click Q the first frame after you hit W, and you'll combo uh, W into Q. Back then, you had to hit W, and then as soon as you impacted someone, you had a couple frames before they flew out of range of your Q to use your Q. <laughs> it was fucking hard. Alistair it was actually was, hard, yeah. Alistair was a very challenging character to play, uh, more so than he is right now. Like, he, he still functioned the same same way. It's just, it was way more mechanically difficult to do that combo. Um, I feel like that. it was one of those things where, like, it was impressive to uh, t- to be able to Alistair combo. Yeah, at like least that. consistently, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
anyways, and then his ultimate, uh, the main change to his ultimate is his ultimate uh, gave attack damage whenever he used it, and it Hell sailed. yeah. So at max rank, he got 90 AD when he had ultimate on. Um, <laughs> I also made a note, his ultimate in beta, by the way, is called uh, Ferocious Roar, or Ferocious Howl. Um, <laughs> which is a fucking stupid name compared to uh, awesome. Unbreakable Will. Um, and the only other thing to mention about Alistar in his history that you guys might not know about, and in, in Season 4, Alistar was a top laner, if you remember this meta, because people realized that when you W'd people away, you could auto-attack before they flew yeah, out of range. Yeah, you get the extra auto. Yeah, so you every like game you'd see Alistar tops rush Trinity Force because you could just literally W and while they get uh, flung away, you get an auto attack off that would have Trinity Force as a proc on it. So it was just a combo that you could never deal with. You would walk up, auto, Q, auto, W, auto. Like, it's just untradeable. Yeah, and he got so fucking tanky. Yeah, it was very, very strong. And then they just removed the fact that you could auto. Um, But yeah, Alistar (laughs) hasn't changed that much overall. But like, fuck, man, some stuff in his kit used to be toxic and just bad for the game, I think. Yeah, for sure. I I think that kind of uh, uh, additionally, he got some of those quality of life slash uh, smoothness changes you were talking about earlier with uh, with Zyra. No, for sure. uh, The character's uh, trajectory. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I don't know if there's too much else to talk about him. He's still like a pretty... basic character i guess i do remember the yeah. patch where they changed his um this is still old league of legends where right now league of legends as much as we like to shit on riot for like the shitty client bugs all this shit league was not a polished game back in the day <laughs> no and i i still remember the patch because i was an alistar main at like one point um where they made it so his e was the uh just aoe around you like the trample sort of damage uh, instead of the mm-hmm. heal and i remember that for that entire patch they just didn't have for his uh like Longhorn Alistar skin, the animation in the game. So you just turn hmm. blue when you used it for the entire patch. That's crazy. And it's just like this what is this is like season two. It's not like it's like beta. It's like actually like people play this game competitively for like yeah. Tra- and he just turned blue for just the entire e duration <laughs> every single time you used it for a full I wonder patch. If that skin was disabled in uh, competitive or anything. I have no idea. It's just like uh, I don't know. People like think that. League is a very polished game compared to like old days, I think. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is Annie. Um, Annie, once again, is a character that hasn't received that many changes overall uh, for the most part. Um, but uh, I-, I do want to go over a couple changes of it. The biggest change was in season two where you could actually control Tibbers now. <laughs> you couldn't I didn't control realize it was Tibbers. Uncontrollable. Yeah, Tibbers just like ran around and hit shit. Um, before uh level six or before uh season two um interesting yeah there's also like a lot of changes to like his duration and stuff over the years but that was probably the biggest change to annie uh there's a couple other changes to tibbers over the years like season six uh tibbers got the big movement speed buff whenever you used him uh he got like a little more attack speed some damage in season 10 annie got the change where she can use shields on allies um her alt used to be called infernal guardian which is way less cool than summon tibbers i think uh they definitely like leaned more like tibbers is like a huge character in league of legends i would say Mm -hmm. rather than just this random ability so i think i've kind of leaned into that a bit the other thing about annie and i always talk to people with this and everyone always thinks the same who played like the annie had a crazy attack range early right yeah everyone's she like did. she didn't though nick no. she had 625 range which is a lot they nerfed it down to 575 i remember that patch because it felt like they fucking gutted annie's attack range and then they buffed it back to 625 her current attack range is the same range she had on release interesting however i i think it's because on release or uh 
when when I think she had the the longest attack range in the game until Caitlyn came out, and then I think she had the second longest after Caitlyn, until Tristana or Kogma, you know, or Twitch or whatever. Um, but I do remember it being very very long. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, uh, the like I guess the only thing that could change. So I think it's mostly due to the fact that like mobility wasn't really a thing back then. So it probably felt like holy fuck she's autoing me from across the lane i can't do anything about it um yeah but also like the attack speed on the like the the projectile speed was like double so like it would just like be a fucking quick little like zap across the oh interesting so maybe that felt like a little bit worse or something like that Hmm. um anyways uh next is ash ash oh my god i was talking to kennedy about ash i feel like most people don't understand ash so for those who don't know, Ash's passive was the most ass-backwards, lack-of-game-design-knowledge yeah. passive I've ever seen in my entire life. So Ash's passive... by far the worst. Ash is an AD carry. Her passive was called Focus, and for every second that you didn't auto-attack anything, not minions, not towers, not champions, you would um, gain Focus, and that Focus was critical strike chance is like really what it comes down to so like you'd gain yeah. four critical strike per second of not autoing and then as soon as you auto anything it resets back to zero or, or resets mm-hmm. back to whatever your current critical chances so the way it was used is you would obviously like come to lane at like two minutes 30 or whatever and you'd have 100 percent focus and you would just auto them once and you'd crit them and then you would never use your passive again because like you, you don't build up focus unless you're running you're, out of base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're going to base, yeah, because you just you're autoing minions as AD carry. Just what a dog shit game design. It's so crazy how bad that is. It was so terrible. It kind of led to support Ash being uh, not viable because I don't think support Ash has really ever been viable, um, but kind of like even considered because uh, you know as support you don't have to focus on lasting minions are hitting minions at all so you just kind of like harass with a uh, um volley and yeah uh, and focused key or focused auto attack mm-hmm. uh, it was bad yeah uh other than that her q used to be frost shot it used to just apply slow on hit um it was eight mana per auto though so it'd be a toggle on and off there's not too many toggle abilities left in league to be honest like singed poison um Carthus-y. there's not a lot Carthus-y, yeah i think that those might be it though there's very few. There definitely used to be a ton of like uh, toggles in the game, though. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, burning eight mana per auto to slow people by twenty percent wasn't great, to be honest. That being said, it was yeah. really good in a game with la- like lack of mobility, right? Like that just doesn't definitely. never never flies in current League of Legends. But yeah, no, absolutely um, not. W just used to fire like less arrows, so it was like you could actually dodge in between them if you actually like uh, tried sort of thing at the end of the range mm-hmm. of it. And the only other thing is her E. Her E used to have just a passive on it that would give you gold per minion killed. So you just get three gold per minion killed. In beta, it was as high as 10 gold per minion, but that got nerfed down to three before like the game even launched. But getting three uh, gold on every minion kill was pretty fucking crazy for an AD carry. Didn't it also at some point change to scale with level and it was one to five? Am I remembering yeah. that correctly? It was... I, it was I, I never valued that part of her kit because um, I don't think farming in seasons like one and two was that important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. 
Uh, yep. And then next we have Fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks, honestly, there's very little changes, especially since he just got reworked. I feel like he got reworked most recently, That so a lot of people know of, like his old stuff. The biggest thing to yeah. note is that his old, old passive was literally just reducing MR of nearby targets, which was always funny because like you'd have the... Um, like fiddlesticks little thing pop up and you knew he was in a bush yeah, area debuff on your champion bar yeah. and you'd know he's nearby <laughs> yeah um they eventually changed that so he had to be visible or whatever so it didn't like give him away but it's just funny that he's supposed to be the stealth jump out of the bush character and you could tell when he was near you <laughs> mm-hmm. um and the only other big change is that his old e used to be um uh he used to just bounce his crow used to like bounce to everyone like he will know that obviously because he got reworked pretty recently but like that was one of the better abilities in the game like for so long god it was also such a frustrating part of his kit yeah Uh, because it will it doesn't say that it prioritizes champions but in the support role you'll be goddamned if it doesn't hit you every single time yeah so yeah very very fun the only other thing to mention is the fact that god them giving him in like season six or whatever five six whatever the passive of stand still to move fast is crazy to me yeah like, I understand it's supposed so, to synergize with his ultimate, so, like, you stand still yeah. during your ult, and then you move quicker, but, like, <laughs> standing still to get movement speed is so fucking funny to me still. It was so dumb. It was so dumb. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, we have Jax for this week, uh, and Jax is probably oh the craziest my. one. I don't know how many people know about Jax. I feel like Jax people have heard legends of season one, pre-season one Jax, um, mm-hmm. but it's crazy. So, the main thing about Jax is that he had dodge. People are like, oh yeah, Jax currently has dodge. When you use your E, you dodge stuff, right? No, no, no. He had passive dodge. Dodge was a stat in League of Legends. Ninja Tabby, the armor boots, used to give 12% dodge. So meaning 12% of the time if you bought Ninja Tabby, you could just dodge an auto attack. Um, yeah, it would be um, a, a passive chance yeah, yeah. To, to dodge an auto attack. which is, And uh, I'm sure you'll mention it in just a moment. Yeah. Uh, worked on turrets for a short time. Yeah. Um, so Jax's E just gave passive dodge, um, and it still did like the swirly, uh, swirly thing that turns into a stun. But he just would dodge passively. It, just, it went from tell, uh, 10% to 18% dodge passively. In preseason one, it was actually 25% on release, um, like scaling. Uh, and then it would, for every time you dodged an ability, you'd get an enhanced auto attack for seven seconds. So if you dodge any attack, you would just get bo- like your auto attacks would just do more damage for seven seconds uh i didn't realize that I yeah don't that part. it was like a small little story Jesus. but it wasn't like huge either way yeah uh turns out that when you have 18 percent dodge chance in your kit um and you can buy tabbies which give you 12 percent, and then phantom dancer which is part of your core kit gives you 20 percent and is stackable um you just have 50 percent every game building regularly up to like 70 90 sometimes over capping with 100 percent dodge chance um building like meme builds but like just building mm-hmm. a standard jacks build you'd have 50 percent dodge chance you dodge every second auto attack and you just trash people and he is the reason yeah. why dodge got removed absolutely absolutely they removed but dodge by giving him 100 percent chance to die <laughs> yeah uh the only other thing about jacks that i didn't even know but i was like reading into the notes is his old passive um like his actual passive was items gave him 15 percent bonus ad and ap what i don't remember that at all yeah it was like removed in season one but uh even in like when he was released first uh in like the beta it was actually 25 percent. so like if you built a fucking bf sword that had 80 ad you'd get an extra 20 Mm -hmm. just that's crazy that's that's a wild wild yeah they you you can see why they quickly removed that but um yeah Jax is fucking nightmarish uh I, (laughs) i i remember those days yeah wow 
Yeah, League was a rough game back then, I guess is the main it way definitely to was. put it. It has come a long way. Like, rose-colored glasses aside, um, boy, the game back then sucked. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I, I mean, I, I would love to play, like, a League Classic thing, just, like, as a meme, have fun thing, but it it was not a good game, and I'm, I'm sure I'd get bored of it very quickly. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the appeal to it was everything was so new and different from any other game that, like, a lot of people had played. Um, and there was so much information and cool shit that you just didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember being super hyped to see, uh, like, a Katarina in-game because she was so different from other characters. Yeah. But Who do you think has the best, right. like, season one splash out of those characters? Oh, I don't... I don't remember a lot of the splash arts. Bramus has got to be up there, though. Yeah. Bram- oh, no, it's it's got to be Gangplank, dude. <laughs> the chest hair? fucking pubes connected to his chest hair it didn't look like there was any difference <laughs> yeah um either way though for for like the section i'm probably just, like whenever we have free time like have like a shorter show sort of thing i might just go through a couple of those characters and then as soon as i get to characters that are a little bit less interesting i might um move on to another like old time story type thing and we'll oh, go yeah. from there nice anyways that's, for some MSI? yeah that's been some nostalgia tune in next week nostalgia yeah uh awesome let's talk about the groups individually and then we'll kind of give our thoughts uh going into round two of uh, the the rumble stage uh group a i don't think there was anything to say here rng went 8-0 uh <laughs> pentanut went 3-6 and unicorns went 2-7 and seven. yeah that's kind of it <laughs> to be expected i guess um the games between pentanet and unicorns are pretty interesting but rng is clearly a step above i think um group b also another uh sort of uninteresting group um for the most part there there are a couple times a couple mm-hmm. moments uh mad lions 5-1 takes the first uh spot psg talon uh 4-2 uh takes the second spot they are both moving forward to the next round uh pain gaming and fast pay wildcats did not make the cut nope um it was really cool to see BRTT popping off still, though. Yeah. Uh, Man has still got it. And also, he's been in the league for, like, nine years, which is crazy. Well, he definitely has less of it, but he still has it. Yeah. Because <laughs> TFI has some like... rough games, too. Oh, absolutely. I don't think it was his fault, for the most part. Um, uh, and then, finally, Group C, the uh, the meme group, the fun group. Um, uh, uh, DWG Kia took first place 5-1 cloud nine took second place 4-2 they're both moving forward uh cloud nine with a strong uh day or second part to the first part of the groups yeah uh, or uh, yeah the groups um boy that was it was looking rough for them and then uh detonation focus me and gillette infinity at the bottom of the group and they won't be moving on um boy we are uh we are blessed to see some some competitive league of legends huh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think the games were, like, that bad. Like, I mean, Group 1 is a fucking joke. Like, it, they should have... Yeah. I don't know. So They should have taken... They, I mean, honestly, they should have taken uh, LCK 2 seed, I think, because they won Worlds and just give them another, another yeah. spot. Right? Yeah. I mean, the whole point of MSI is it's supposed to just be one team, but it's just, like, I don't know. Like, you can't just do a best of, like, a... a play each other uh double best of sorry double round robin for them because then they only play four games right which you have less stage experience than other teams mm-hmm. but then your solution is playing a quad best quad uh round robin which 
then every team's playing more on stage. And it's just like, I don't know. There's no good solution. I guess, like, it didn't really matter because the only team that probably has a chance anyways is RNG in that group. And they're so far ahead of the other teams in that group that they don't have to play other shit. But, like, if it's a close group, man, having to play two extra games, like, might actually make you, like, use strategies that, like, you're trying to save for, like... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't know. It's just kind of unfortunate that it felt like this was RNG's group from day one. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, it's going to feel like that way for, I think, every single group that happened. I don't think there were too many upsets or surprises here. Yeah. Um, But it, it felt really bad that RNG uh, currently has not had to play too many tough games so far. Um, But I guess that's okay. Yeah. Um. Cool. So going forward, uh, it's round two. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Pentanet did did leave groups as well. Pentanet and uh, RNG. Yeah, yeah, it's two um, people out of their group, which is crazy. Like once again, it's just like you're pl- you play yeah. that many games to only have one team get dropped. It going into a stage where only two more teams get dropped. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this seems really weird. We have like double like play-ins essentially. Yeah, which seems strange, but I'm sure it's going to be hype during knockouts. Um, when we've seen, I I like this format because we do get to see every team play against every team essentially. Yeah, no, it's you know? fun. We'll get to see like actually Cloud Nine play Mad Lions and see who's the better team and stuff like that. It's more just f- sad for this group that got fucked because of COVID that RNG just played eight games against these teams, of which one got knocked out and the other one's probably gonna get knocked out in the second stage. Like, yeah, they just played eight yeah. games for the, for the for the heck of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was extreme warmups. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Uh, do we have any thoughts about about this? Um, I think, man. Uh, so I think RNG and uh, Demonkia easily make it out. I think those are the two yeah. for sure. Um, I think Pentanet and PSG Talon probably get knocked out. Um, but I, I don't have a lot of faith in in Cloud Nine. I think. Um, and this is i'm sure we're gonna get flame because of this uh i think they looked pretty pretty good the second half of the group c games mm-hmm. but they looked really bad the first half uh and and that's definitely the way you want to do it if you have to look bad yeah. one of the two like you want to get that over with early um but i i don't know man i don't know that did not instill a lot of faith I don't. Know. I think. I. I think. Like once again, I, I've been a. I've been a person for a long time who thinks that EU isn't that much better than NA, um, at least comparis- in comparison to the gap between, in my opinion, EU and like Korea slash China is like my main. Yeah, a hundred percent. I. I feel the same way. Like I. I did a uh, thing on our competitive in our Discord where I, I think I put Korea one dash in front of like China sort of thing or like one. Uh, one division above China. So if I had to break, that'd be like S tier Korea, A tier China. Um, no one's in B tier. And then mm-hmm. C tier, it's like um, EU. D tier, it's NA. And then there's another f- gap in E tier where there's no one. And then there's like F tier where it's like minor regions, I think. Like, I think there's like those gaps where I think the gap between NA and EU is smaller than the gap between EU and China. And it's about the same as the gap of like uh, China and like Korea personally I think it's like I don't know I, I feel like it's not like people people always like meme about NA like should be a wild card region it's not that bad man I mean it's not it's not that bad um I I just I don't know where the faith comes from you know 
yeah. after after so many years of international disappointment. I don't know why we ever put a in and a team in like top five at Worlds, for instance, uh, anything like that. But hey, Cloud Nine proved me wrong. This would be a, a great tournament to uh, to put you know NA's mark on competitive league i mean i think they get out of groups i just think that like i don't know the, their best placing is third their worst placing is fourth like i i've gone into the tournament saying that and i think it's pretty safe to say like i think they can beat mad lions i don't think it's crazy by any means um yeah i, I mean i think they probably split with mad lions and then drop to damn monkey and rng for sure um yeah i don't, I, I don't know Actually, we've got, really we, we got a pretty good question, chat. He said, are you referring to the region as a whole, or in this case, uh, number one at MSI? I think I'm usually referring to the region as a whole. Um, Speedy Spike said that in chat, in, my okay. twi- in like Twitch chat. Because um, I think it's a decent conversation, right? I think, like for example, I think Korea has a way deeper like team pool, and China has a way deeper team pool than both NA and EU, like, without a doubt. Like, oh, I, absolutely. I think NA and EU, I thought NA for a while was deeper than EU team-wise, but I'm realizing that both of them are just super shallow in, like, team strength. Oh, 100%. I mean, you get past the top three teams in either region, and they really start to look bad. Yeah. Uh, I think fourth place NA is... Man, fourth place NA is, is bad <laughs> compared <laughs> yeah. to other regions. Like, fourth place LCK or fourth place China, for instance much much better teams and um but like, outside yeah. of like team look at tsm c9 mm-hmm. like oh and like i understand the lpl has what what they have 20 teams in their league or 16 teams in their league it's 16 or mm-hmm. 20 right so That's like a lot. but i i think that like when you get down to like the 10th team in that league they're still competing probably competitively with like a top five na team top six or top five eu team despite being five places lower you know what i mean uh mm-hmm. in a ranking um yeah, I just think that it's a little bit different. Uh, I just think that both EU and NA, like, outside of, like, say, G2, Mad Lions, like, I don't know, is, is EU really that strong, man? Like, even Fnatic looked fucking rough this year. Uh, and outside of NA's, like, is there really any good NA teams outside of, like, Cloud9, Team Liquid, TSM on a good day? TSM sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, outside of that, like, it drops yeah. off fucking hard in both those regions. Um, yeah no no absolutely absolutely yeah i don't know i i think there's a world which na like beats you but i think it's like pretty close i don't don't think either of them have a fucking chance of beating uh lck or lpl in a best of five though maybe best of ones i think it is yeah best of ones uh, that was my the next point that i was going to best of ones you know i think uh i think there are some some chances that 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 those upsets could happen yeah but i would be very shocked if in a best of five scenario cloud nine took a a a a series over honestly uh dk mad lions or rng yeah but yeah that's okay um looking forward to it the next round uh starts friday um i have really been enjoying the early time yeah uh, i could especially watch it worse hanging out home. yeah <laughs> yeah um i you know I'm, I'm i've been up for two hours working already uh and then i just get to watch the entire day of msi it's been pretty uh pretty sick yeah, it keeps so. you in your chair working hard too, which is nice. It's nice. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Also, shout out to uh, so I watch on LOL Esports just for the yep. the drops or whatever the mission rewards. Shout out to uh, whatever the fuck Trovo is for <laughs> being like one of the more reliable like 
uh, streaming options. <laughs> it's always like the furthest ahead too. Like if you notice, like time wise, if you switch between them, yeah. it's always like twenty seconds yeah. ahead between the other games. So yeah, sometimes it defaults to that, uh, and I don't, I don't usually stay on it because I think it, it's locked at seven twenty without yeah. premium Trovo or whatever. <laughs> I love uh, premium Trovo. Please sponsor us, Trovo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, Trovo, if you want to sponsor us, go for it. Poggers, that'd be Troggers. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's been uh, that's been fun. It's been fun. Awesome. Let's go into the roundtable section. Yeah, sure. Uh, let me pull that up really quick. Um, cool. Oh, and you've got to answer this one too. Yeah. So last week's question was a question from Jazzy, and they said, uh, "Who was your first main? Why did you pick them? Have they stuck with you? If not, why?" My first main was Nunu. I feel like I've talked about that a lot. Yeah. I used to only play three v three, and I used to play Nunu every game, and I used to build Rallies and Rod of Ages every single game. And Rallies did nothing for Nunu because he all the slows were higher than the percentage. But I still built it because it was health and AP. <laughs> I also thought that at least early in, in league, the the what what was it thirty on on Rylai's? yeah something like that that the 30 would just be added on to additional slows yeah so it makes a 30 percent bigger slow mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah that's not the case though but yeah i haven't really like stuck no. with nuna too much uh the main reason i liked him is that he was like he did his his uh q fuck his e did so much fucking damage because he was a God. one ability character outside of his ultimate right like you had one damage yes. ability your q just healed you your w just gave attack speed and movement speed to allies um, but your E was a fucking nuke, and it was so much fun. I believe it also slowed attack speed for a little bit, if I'm Probably. Not Every fucking ability back then did, it felt like. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, either way, I, I still remember the patch, because I was a new new main back then, when Flash uh, no longer popped uh, projectiles. Because Flash yeah. used to... Um, if I E'd you as new new, and it fl- my ice ball flies through the air, um, targeted at you, and you flashed, it would just my ice ball would just go away. Yeah, you could like disjoint projectiles. Yeah. Um, with uh, with flashes. Thank God you can't do that anymore. There's not too many like you... point click abilities though anymore in the game. To be honest, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, none like that at least. Um, do you remember when support Nunu was like the thing? Yeah. I mean, he gave his steroid take, like... was crazy. Yeah, you would take like Caitlyn Nunu mm-hmm. and just fucking dominate any lane. Yeah. It's a little Jesus. wild. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um. Anyways, this week's roundtable question is a good one. Uh, it's. Uh, the year is oh, twenty. We haven't read. We haven't oh, read sorry. any other. Yeah, yeah. Good point. <laughs> cool. I was just. I was just very excited. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, you're good. Um. Anyways, I'll start pulling them from Twitter really quick. Um. So from Twitter, we got a couple. One from Jason. He says, "You're gonna hate me, but Timo, you looked really cute, and I liked the poison in the mushrooms. Hell yeah." <laughs> Aaron said mid lane brand. He was our first champion to get mastery seven. I loved his combos and especially loved winning two V once when I got ganked. Stopped playing him when they broke his legs and turned him into support champion, but he's become more viable. So now I might pick him up. Hell yeah. Rainbow honeysuckle said first time I started playing, I saw scion Q and I was hooked. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming this is new scion, right? There's no way you see scion just one? like shoot the beam at someone for. Whoa. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I mained him jungle because old Cinder Hulk gave so much bonus percentage and stacked so nice. Uh, hasn't stuck because I can't play the same champion twice in a row. Uh, so I'll whoop him out, out every now and again. Uh, Jason said, first main is Heimer. Uh, since I've been a turret boy since playing Engineer and Team Fortress, TF2, Torbjorn, and o- Overwatch, etc. Oh, I still yuck. play him a ton. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alex said, Pantheon, played old Panth uh, when I started. Still, con- still kind of consider him my main, but really haven't played much of him. 
Uh, from our Facebook, I got a couple. One from Kyle. He says, Sona, she's always been my favorite mute. Uh, all I want, all I wanted to, was to play a support who floated. I instantly fell in love with her double barrel shotgun Q that can easily half an unsuspecting squishy by mid game. Since I have over 1 million healing on her Eternals, I don't even plan. Wow. Uh, I don't even plan on stopping the manacle mute Maven. <laughs> you must oh, sorry. Don't for yeah. uh, upcoming changes. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Jeffrey says uh, Tristana because she was uh, cheap and decent. Eat a decent AD carry to play even though I was total rubbish little did I know she'd be broken as fuck love being able to jump around and uh sorry love be I just loved being able to jump around is what drew me to her uh Bonnie said uh my first main was uh I'm assuming Tristana when I started and I have to say my first real main when I first started taking the game seriously was Fiora and she stuck with me but periods of coming and going I just like the aggressive uh dual heavy skirmishing champions Nicholas said Katarina because I always needed a 1v9 champ for solo keep. I always put in the reps on her every session so I don't get rusty. There definitely are characters where you just get rusty and you, it's hard to yeah, continue to play. Sure. I got a couple from our Discord to round it out. One from Ejack. I only started getting into League the last few months. Before that, I, all I played was TFT. But my first real main was Warwick. I used him to learn the jungle and fell in love with his playstyle. Pretty easy to learn and super strong early game duelist. He's one of the only two champions I have Master 7 on. The other being set. He's definitely stuck with me. He's super fun to play. And even though he doesn't really fit the mold for the current meta of jungling, he's still super satisfying and fun to play. Gecko said my first real main was Cho'Gath. I pl for I played a bit when I was younger, around 2016, but I had no idea how to play back then. Uh, playing Blitz and Mastery Top in bot games, but last the uh, last season when Bellori, a YouTuber, uh, AP Cho AP Cho'Gath top lane videos popped in my recommended, it made me want to play the game again. Uh, going Rocket Belt, Ludens into Leandries as your core items. The item rework uh, has been tough for AP Cho'Gath with more health. Sorry, with healthy, more accessible. Uh, with mythic items compared to last season where Bork and Trinity Force were usually the rush items on top lane with uh, not a lot of health. Stacking health early is pretty tricky for AP Cho since you can't burst people fast enough with even Ignite. Cho'Gath has been, been more of a comfort pick for me since I don't want to play Renekton. Usually going tank now with the occasional AP and pesky range top laners. AP Cho'Gath one of the better mid laners in the game right now, uh, Gecko. You I was going to say, you should, yeah, you should definitely try it mid. Uh, Everfrost has tremendously added to his uh kill pressure you either land yeah. everfrost and then q or q then everfrost and it's a guaranteed kill either way yeah um, watch some videos on youtube of uh, some pros playing mid Cho'Gath. he's still like super super good would recommend yeah and he he can he can survive uh just about any mid lane with um uh like second wind corrupting biscuits Cool. So. Got a couple more from one from It's Neku. Uh, Jin started playing League in Season 10, immediately gravitated towards the marksman role. Uh, having figured my favorite four <laughs> obsessed serial killer from TFT, <laughs> I started playing him as soon as I had enough RP to get him and haven't looked back since. Currently one-tricking him through silver and having more fun than ever with the new mythic items. Hell yeah. Pard said my first main with Gragas. I watched some of the first worlds and remember thinking he, uh, he was OP. As my man Shushay cosplayed the character at worlds, I bought him then <laughs> and started playing him. He was OP, but well, well, j sorry, OP for a while, but just nobody knew. I kind of missed the times before League uh, became as, as solved as it was now. I do, I do miss AP Gragas. Yeah. It was bad for the game, but it was fun as fuck, dude. Um, and then last but not least, we have two. One from Bart. He says Poppy because she's a she has a big hammer, and I like oh, that aspect of her. Hell yeah! And then last from Tiesel, who says my first main was Riven back in season three. I thought the design of her character was amazing, and I still think that to this day. I don't main her anymore because I feel like she's a little bit too mechanically complex for me to master with her Q auto move thing to maximize damage output or whatever Boxbox does when she still plays her. I do uh, play her every now and again, but it's usually just as jungle. Hell yeah, man! 
This week's roundtable question is, the year is 2030. Riot has just released champion number 200 with an overloaded kit. What new mechanic does this character have? All right. So Silas was a resounding success for yeah. uh, for adding a new mechanic to the game. Yeah. So it's very similar to Silas, except you can combo by stealing, uh, not stealing, um, but, uh, you know, taking, uh, replacing your ultimate with uh, with an ally's ultimate. Mm-hmm. So now you can double Malphite ult, you can double Gallia <laughs> ult, you can double Seraphine ult. Yeah. That's the mechanic. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of wild cool uh oh, mine yeah. so mine like <laughs> i started coming up with an idea and i'm like okay i'm just literally just making tf ult which is not i guess there's a powerful <laughs> ultimate but it's not strong i want ultimate yeah. where your ult just fucking gives your team full vision of the map for like a long duration like full vision Interesting. um like so super utility focused maybe it even shows like where wards are and shit like maybe like 10 seconds of just pure like clairvoyance on the map showing everything uh and then, of course, you have to tie it in with, like, bullshit. Like, he can also teleport to any of those places as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like a cool, like, a really overpowered utility ultimate would be so much fucking fun for the game. Maybe not fun, but, like, interesting. Because usually it's just, like, my character steal ultimate and does more damage with my ultimate than yours. Like, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Clap. Everyone claps. Does damage. But, yeah. like, there's not no real OP utility ults, right? I don't think. Like, overall. Uh, No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Outside of like a character having like a, I guess high CC is in theory utility. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think like a purely utility like overpowered new mechanic would be fun, but also toxic for the game. Interesting. I think pure clear. Yeah, you are describing TFLT. Uh, TFLT does reveal uh, wards as well. Does it actually? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yeah. What? That's crazy. Yeah. Either way, I just like want like season one like worlds like when fucking they had to like play Teemo in base as like the spectator and they'd have the clairvoyance mm-hmm. summoner spell not clairvoyance but like yeah. act, like the summoner spell that would just show the entire map for them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that was their way of doing spectators just they'd have 6v6s where both players would just play Teemo in base stealth <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it was a wild time it was a wild time um have you ever on a similar note have you ever seen the map like in a in a replay or something with zero fog of war on yeah it's really weird and and yeah it's like super gray yeah it's it's strange um i don't don't know why that that reminded me of that but it's it's really weird did you know that when you're spectating a game you can do control shift z and scroll out to uh zoom out even further even further yeah interesting i did not know that i did not know that yeah i've seen that like tossed around so much recently now um but i i've i heard that in a captain flower stream randomly and it fucking blew my mind Huh, I've got to get better with them uh with controls. I've got a X and O down. Yeah. Switch to bring up the scoreboard and then to switch uh to gold view. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I know like a lot of the hockeys from doing our replay reviews and stuff. Like yeah. U is timeline, O is yeah, scoreboard, um, N is pulling up dragon timers and stuff, which I think most people Ooh. don't know that you can pull up like dragon timers and stuff with N. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's good to know those, I think. Interesting. Awesome. If they want to answer the question... They can hit us up on our Facebook page or our Twitter at LeadCast. They can send us an email, mail at LeadCastPodcast.com, or they can post in our roundtable section on our Discord. That's LeadCastPodcast.com slash Discord. Hell yeah. Uh, our first email in Mailfight is from uh, Jonathan Isolade Johnson. 
Hi, I'm Jonathan Isolate Johnson, and uh, I'm also Swedish, just like Simon. I also I just wanted to start off the email by saying that my name isn't Christian either. As I said last time, I peaked Masters with Clad Top a couple of seasons ago, uh, and I now have moved over to another champion on a Smurf where I've got stuck in Plat 2. But even though I'm stuck, I have never had this much fun ever. Anyway, uh, what's that? The enemy is locked in Zed, and you hate playing versus Zed? Well, boy, do I have this uh, something for you, and his name is Talon. Talon is the single greatest champion of all time with over 400 base AD level 1, a hoodie, and no good skins. He is the pinnacle of champion design. He is basically the single greatest counter to assassins uh, there is. What makes him good is that he kills other assassins faster than they can all in him. Zed ults you, just wait for the animation to start, then R yourself. Katarina all ins you, would be a shame if you could bleed plus ignite her for half her HP. Uh, you're scared of Talon uh, being a new pick trash garbage champ? Uh, nah, sk a skilled Talon can do a full flower combo in about half a second uh, and make you cry as he gets double kill after killing your Yumi uh, too. Warning, Talon cannot be picked into Nivea or Malphite. These champions make him as useful as a minion that can jump walls. Uh, warning too, if you counter Talon with Malphite, you kick dogs. <laughs> Sorry for the long email, Jonathan Isolate Johnson. Uh, so when I was playing Nivea in solo queue, uh, I quickly discovered that Talon, uh, I think, is one of the most bonkers OP solo queue characters in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there is very, very little counterplay to the amount of mobility he has uh, across the map, um, especially in a uh, mid-slash-jungle-slash-top-focused meta, Yeah, um, as, it, as it was early in the, in the season, um, you know, when bot lane was kind of just like, shit. Um, but yeah, he is a uh, he is something else. That character has so much damage, and I really, really dis uh, dislike the like conqueror, gore drinker, Sterix build where you still one hit someone, but you've got you know three thousand HP and a hundred and hundred resists. So you just become so difficult to kill. But yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you, uh, Jonathan. We appreciate the email. Next email is from Armis. Haley Cast final update for you. Just got my notice of termination from Riot Games for leaking information to a popular <laughs> podcast. So I, I may as well share the last of challenge uh, changes as revenge. First of all, to be honest, we forgot that Braum existed. The balance team isn't going to do anything about that. It's not because they don't care about Braum. It's because they're uh, deleting League of Legends. Wow. <laughs> they're shifting their focus to Wild Rift from now on, and they're turning it into a gotcha game. Oh, no. Get ready for their summer event because characters with water guns and bathing suits are just going to be stronger than their base version. They didn't give me any details on who they're going to be because they didn't want to, uh, me saying anything. I stole the donuts in the break room, Todd, and you can't stop me, Armist. Man, <laughs> we're going to really miss these uh, these leaks. They were 100% yeah. reliable. Uh, thanks to the email, Armist. Next email is from Elliot. Uh, okay, I can do this. Three emails in one. Let's go, girls. Uh, number one, two weeks ago, round table. I want to see Bloodlord Vladimir's skin revamped. I, uh, it could be so cool. True. Number two, this re, uh, this round table. As your current resident hardstock bronze Lissandra main, I would say I still main her, even though I'm usually a support main. But I love her mechanics, and the guy who taught me to play her to play plays her horribly. He builds her 80 carry crit. Yikes. But she was also my first mastery seven. Number three, holy fucking shit. Akame Ga Kill is the best anime I've ever I've seen yet. Uh, holy fuck, it's so good. The characters are uh, so th well thought out, uh, and the story follows the anime perfectly. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Also, I have to ask, do you watch your anime dubbed or subbed? Uh, thank you, and I did it. I got three mils in one. Your hard stuck resident, Lissandra Main Elliot. Um, 
Bloodlord Vladimir would be a great one to to revamp. Um, yeah, don't build a Lissandra crit. Uh, and I have not seen Akame Gakil. Uh, I think I've heard it recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watch anime subbed. Yeah, subbed usually. I prefer um I prefer the uh, non English voice actors. Honestly, I think it's because I find but, uh, English voice acting super like. I hate to overuse cringe, but like it's super cringe. Where I'm sure it's just as cringe if I understood Japanese, but it's it's I don't understand Japanese, so just reading the words doesn't sound as weird. I guess you know what I mean. I think a lot of the 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 cringe. I think that's a a good word actually in this time uh in this in this usage, uh comes from like the dialogue being written for Japanese voice actors and then mm-hmm. getting translated to English. Where I don't think like the the tone or uh, the appropriate like uh, feel of of each each line is is uh, yeah um, uh, expressed every single time in English um, yeah because I mean we have fantastic English voice actors like yeah, basically sure. anyone who's worked on League like Matt Mercer fucking everybody you know they're great but I I do prefer a, a subtitled anime awesome. Thank you, Elliot. Uh, your, your the next email is from Jason. If I spelled your name, uh, if I misspelled your name, sorry. Anyway, I'm sure a lot of people are Seraphine Sims, including me, and that's okay, Jason. I think you misspelled your name yeah. last week. Um, <laughs> thanks, Jason. Uh, our next email is from uh, Nam Yeet. Hi, Leecast. I'm an itty carry main from South Korea. Part of my bad English. When I played in NA servers for the time, first time, I was shocked that the eighty carry didn't take red buff. I was playing Yumi due to me having constant 200 plus ping. I thought this was a low level thing, kind of shrugged it off. I got on my friend's gold one account and played some normals. I was shocked at the pure insanity by our team's platform lease in jungle. He was taking the red buff every single time it was up. When I first learned League back in 2016, I was taught that mid laner takes the blue buff and the eighty carry takes the red buff. Even Iron players in Korea know that the red buff is ED carries. Uh, are all <laughs> NA junglers that stupid? Or is there a cultural difference between uh, Korea and North America? Uh, sincerely, a South Korean AD carry main who struggles to comprehend the mind of NA players. Nam Yeet. Uh, hopefully, we're pronouncing your name correctly. Um, it's I would say it is a slight cultural difference where I think junglers in NA feel a lot more entitled to buffs um as as their own versus um you know solo laners yeah. and, and carries uh because in an ideal world you would want the characters that are focused primarily on auto attacking to have the auto attack auto attack enhancement buff and then you'd want the characters who are you know primarily focused on spell casting to have the spell casting buff um, yeah but yeah i'm not i'm not really sure i'm not really sure um, um, I think in NA at least usually second blue, anything beyond second blue goes to the mid laner. But red, la- yeah, red buff is kind of weird. I've been talking about it like a little bit recently. Um, I guess when you started playing the game, I do think like it was very common that every like second blue buff was your mid laners. It was there was n- yeah. no no junglers taking second blue because that is mid laners, right? I don't mm-hmm. think there that's as much of a th- thing anymore as well though like i do think like say like third fourth whatever blue buff does usually almost always go to red but like i definitely feel like before the mindset was like yeah this is not the jungle's property anymore and i feel like that has changed um i'm not sure how much of a cultural thing it is but i do i do think in general like buffs are less of laners things as they used to be when you started playing the game absolutely 
Absolutely. Uh, I think junglers have figured out that, like, hey, if I take buffs, I can get more XP and get further yeah. ahead and carry the game by myself. So I think that kind of uh, goes to it. Thank you, Namit. And, uh, hey, your English was uh, was perfect. Thank you so much. Next email is from DJ uh, Sex. Um, hey, uh, hey guys, been listening for a long time and wanted to reminisce a little about the olden days of League. <laughs> I started, wow, appropriate. I started playing at the end of season one, and after trying out quite a few champs, I finally landed on the one and only Urgot. Yeah, I know he wasn't considered good, even well liked. Uh, I can't tell you how often I got flamed just for even picking him. I loved that ugly crab though. He was the biggest lane bully ever, and it was just so much fun playing him. He was uh, best in either top or mid, but eventually I learned. Uh, to play him in any position to do decently well. Now I stopped playing League as a whole somewhere in season six and only recently came back to just uh, uh, to it just to see what has been happening. I picked up Urgot again and all I could say was look how they massacred my boy. He is so different it doesn't even feel like the same champ. He doesn't have his long range harass his constant slow. He doesn't lower enemy damage and he doesn't have his strong ult. Well strong. <laughs> um, I felt betrayed. Most of the other reworks have kept true to the original champ. Urgot's uh, feels um uh like a completely different character regardless i kept trying him and i'm getting better at him but i just don't feel uh he is as capable as he once was he went from a long-range bully that can chase you down and shoot you with homie missiles to a melee top uh who can poke a bit before trying to jump on you but even then his tankiness from his old kid is completely gone which makes uh surviving the fight much harder i have two questions uh which rework do you think turned out to be the best and the worst not counting the ones which were reverted only ones that are currently playable. My choices are Warwick for the best and Urgot for the worst. Number two, which top lane champs would you recommend learning? Sorry for the long email. Uh, yours sincerely, the giant enemy crab got DJ Sex. Um, so regarding the the which reworks were the best, it's really hard because I think I am of the opinion that, you know, aside from the ones that are reverted, um, I think Riot has done a fucking amazing yeah. job uh, reworking characters. But at the same time, I also haven't felt that level of dedication to an old character that has been reworked. Um, so I can understand that being like a little uh, sad to see your, your main that you've enjoyed playing for so long, you know, turn into a different character entirely. Um, that being said, the in my opinion, the best is Scion. Uh, I think they did a fucking amazing job of keeping the old scions feel while both modernizing him and making him very, very fun to play mm -hmm. um, compared to the old scion, which was very simple and, and, you know, one dimensional, either AD or AP uh, worst. I don't know if I have a worst. I, th I think all of the works have been, have yeah. been pretty good. That's like, um, that's kind of so what I'm thinking. I don't, Sorry. I don't mean yeah. to stop on your toes. I, I just don't want to say, I don't want to nominate anyone for the worst. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, I, I probably would also say Scion is my favorite, mainly because of, like, the juxtaposition of how bad old Scion was and how good new Scion is. Um, yeah, but it still feels like Scion. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, there's definitely ones that I don't like as much. Like, I do think new Mordekaiser is very boring, right? But mm, okay. new Mordekaiser is a fucking way better character for the game than old Mordekaiser, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like, every single one of those where I go, well, I don't really like how this character plays now. Uh, every single scenario like that, it's just the old character is just worse. And it's a step up regardless. Like, New is a good example. I have negative interest in playing New and New right? Like, zero. Mm -hmm. But compared to the fucking <laughs> 
buff your teammates with W, eat minions, throw snowballs at people character, he's just a better character. Like, it, it, you can't you can't argue otherwise. I, I don't see how you could, yeah. right? Um, so I think there's a lot of ones like that, but I don't think they've, like, botched any characters by any means. I don't think so either. The only one that I, like, even remotely miss is Old Graves. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because he, he played, like, current Lucian. Does. Yeah. So... <laughs> Like a little bit tankier and a little bit less dashing around uh, to compensate. Yeah. But I think those are the only, uh, that's the only one I, I truly miss. Uh, which top lanes do you recommend learning? Uh, top lane is such a volatile role when it comes to learning champions that I feel like uh, if we give you meta answers right now, that could change two weeks from now when patch, uh, what, 11, 11 comes out? Yeah. Um, but I mean, for the most part, like Shen is is on the up and up. I think he's really like good. There's a lot of uh, viable builds for him too. Um, but none that I don't think there's really a character that plays like like current Urgot. Um, I I think keep giving Urgot a shot because I think his playstyle is really fun and different from so so unique compared to a lot of other top laners. Um, but I, I, it depends on the, the kind of top laner you, you enjoy. You could play Darius, Fiora, uh, Renekton. You know, Nar is really strong right now. Uh, basically, anyone who goes into the top lane is, is kind of viable at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah, look look at whatever one looks looks the most fun to you and then uh, give them all a shot. Or just play Malphite Thank and you. fucking do True. play your character at 100% of his potential, even if you're down 160 farm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, DJ. Next email is from Dante Boy. So I emailed a little while ago complaining about my MMR. You guys recommended that I uh, take a break or make a new account. Well, I ignored you because I have an addiction. I kept playing. I've been watching some coaching videos of people in my rank and getting a better understanding of items and runes. I'm on summer break and it's impossible to find a job with this COVID shit going on. I have a lot of free time right now. Anyways, I've been playing well, farming better. Uh, having a cons- uh, constantly decent KDA, warding much more and dying less. Still losing uh, more LP than gaining, but I'm starting to get into Silver 3 and 4 games as a Bronze 3 player, which I don't really understand. Why am I getting put into these games? If I'm in Bronze 3 and losing LP, shouldn't I be placed with uh, other low Bronze slash high Iron players? Like, there's two different metrics telling me different things. I've been in Bronze for a while, and this isn't happening... Uh, this hasn't happened to me since I was in Bronze 1. And even then, it was only a difference of Bronze 1 to Silver 3. Well, anyways, this was just a long way to ask if I'm doing something right, something wrong, or if this means absolutely nothing. P.S. I just want to say, as someone with anxiety who has to drive a few hours a week to get between my parents' home and the house I'm living in for school, being able to stop thinking and listening to you guys talk about a game that has caused me so much pain and joy means a lot. Keep up the good work. You guys are doing so much more than you think, Dante Boy. Thank you for the positive... Uh, the positive feedback we uh we we love that um it's hard to give you an answer <laughs> because elo is not so elo is your hidden um you know it's your hidden mmr the value which matchmaking truly uses to determine where like the the kind of players you should be playing against where your visible mmr is your is your actual rank and that kind of doesn't mean anything. We, you might have a, a silver one player, um, you know, smurfing and getting played, you know, matched against people who are in, you know, low plat or high gold because they have the same hidden MMR, but not the same rank. Um, I don't know. It also may be, I'm not sure what, what server you play on. If it's, uh, uh, you know, a summer break, um, it's probably somewhere 
you know, in the, in the Northern hemisphere at least. Um, but maybe you're playing at downtime when there's fewer players, uh, you know, in the, in the pool. So it, it has to widen the, the search. Um, it might just be unlucky, you know, matchmaking. It might be, you know, trying to reduce your MMR even further to get you to where you actually belong. You know, it's, it's hard to say without the mechanics behind hidden MMR and, you know, the number itself being, being visible. So, uh, keep playing, you know, you'll, you'll start to get matched with players who are at your skill level and then you can start to climb there. Um, or alternatively, like, like we said, make another account, take a break, get, uh, get back into it. Thanks. Uh, thanks Dante. Next emails from Dalt. What is up boys? This podcast has become part of my regular routine. Uh, as I commute to and from my job as a mortgage underwriter, which is super dry. You guys are in my age range, 25, and speak just like my friends and myself. Uh, so I feel like I'm just hanging out uh, whenever I listen. We've even adopted the signature, hell yeah, and use it about any time. Uh, use it just about any time. It somewhat makes sense. My IGN is Dalt. Uh, so if you couldn't tell by my four character name, I've been playing since before. Duo top lane wasn't off meta in norms. Wow, that's a long time. Anyway, I just came back after a three-year hiatus and really want to climb. I'm currently silver one and just recently lost my promos to gold four. I main top in win lane 75 plus percent of the time. I believe my micro skills are well above average for my elo, but I've kind of blacked out in lane. And before I know it, my bot lane is 0 and 10 and the game is all but lost. Ultimately, I feel like I do not convert my individual leads into a team-wide advantage. I buy pinks regu regularly if gold allows and my minimap is as big as it gets. What are your, uh, your best tips for me to improve my macro skills? I personally feel like macro is something anyone can learn, but for some reason the game gets away from me before I realize it. And it's just too late no matter how fed I am. Uh, I pay you monies every month, so I feel uncompelled to apologize for the length of this email, but greatly, greatly appreciate your content and advice. Thanks, Dalt. Um, I do think this is a big problem that top lane as a whole faces currently, where it feels like top lane has less of an impact you know, versus the the rest of the map, you know, it, top lane as as an island is kind of a, a meme, but it's got a little bit of truth to it. Um, that being said, are you taking teleport? That's a great way to to you know increase your macro macro macro. Jesus, um, you know, learning how to manage minion waves and not not losing tempo in top lane while also creating windows for you to roam around the map and translate that advantage into a team advantage uh is a really important skill to learn as well um alternatively you know it's it's hard but you, you know watch some watch some videos on on macro on youtube uh Try to position yourself around neutral objectives whenever you can. If you guys are contesting, you know, a dragon, you want to fight for it, you know, don't walk to top lane, you know, a minute before it spawns just to have to recall and then go back, start to establish vision and, and things like that. Um, there are a lot of small things. Uh, I think you should also turn down the size of your map because they recently, uh, relatively recently at least, like uncapped it a little bit and allowed you to, to make it even bigger. Uh, probably have it at like 50 max because a hundred blocks too much of the screen, I think. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Do you have any advice, Aiden, for, for improving macro? Um, I think you should also be a little more real with yourself because the reality is you're probably not actually winning lane 75% of the time. Not that like I'm, I'm just trying to be real. Like I think I win lane a lot 
like a lot a lot i play a character that smashes like lane every game and i probably win lane close to that amount maybe a little bit less than that um but like i don't know going even lane isn't winning lane right i would say winning lane is getting a substantial gold lead and putting their top laner out of the game getting towers pulling pressure for herald getting heralds um that's winning lane right um, so like, the reality is you're probably winning lane like 40% of the time, like the highest, maybe like going even like 40% of the time as well. And then losing lane, maybe like 10 to 20% of the time. Um, but like, I don't know. You have to realize like you have to actually have a lead if you want to carry from top, right? Top is an Island top doesn't do much. It's probably the least impactful role in the game. That being said, like if you're really struggling with macro stuff, play macro based characters, man play like a tom kench character where you, you smash lane and you like then can like tp bottom and stuff play shen where your ultimate literally is a help out your team button right um the amount of games where like i torpedo my lane to tp bottom early uh is, is crazy it's a, it's a large amount <laughs> like mm-hmm. i'm just down to fucking throw my lane the shitter if it means my bottom lane is gonna get ahead because i'm pretty, that's the colton special yeah <laughs> i'm pretty good at like um playing like low econ like characters and if you can like learn stuff like that then you can kind of just be like a second support on your team uh that being said if you are playing like fiora top say for example right then yeah you can't really torpedo your lane as, as easily right your job definitely is just kind of crushing but make sure you're actually crushing them and actually getting substantial leads um because there is a difference between winning lane and actually like winning lane because winning lane I, I i would argue is getting a substantial lead that makes a difference on the game and if you're doing that 75 percent of the time and not winning more than 50 percent of your games then you're probably not getting enough of a lead right yeah um so he linked his his ign uh his most played is Garen Nasus set, uh, and then takes Ignite every game. Yeah. Uh, not every game, but the vast majority of games. So stop taking Ignite, take some teleports, and that will instantly just make you better at at trying to to um, you know get better at macro. Or if if you are gonna like take Ignite, like you have to just make sure that you're transitioning these leads in your lane. If you have a gold lead in your lane, you should be able to turn up to Dragon Fight and just fuck shit up. And that's, like, where yeah. you start winning those games, right? No one wins a game top anymore by only staying top and solo killing your laner. That just doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's just impossible. Transition yeah. your your lead to a team lead. I mentioned that a lot in the Tom Kench guide. Is you have to figure out ways to transition your own personal lead to a team-wide lead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Thank you, Dalt, and, uh, and good luck. Our next email is from uh, Niall Neal. Uh, who gave us some uh, some criticism on our last episode. So I, I wanted to acknowledge that on the show, you know, let you know that your voice has been heard. Um, uh, this person's opinion was that, you know, reading the patron names every month was too, too long and uh, didn't really feel special because there are so many names um, that we talked about TFT for too long and that the Dota talk that we had last week was completely unrelated. Um, you know, last week in particular... You know, maybe on the podcast as a whole, we talk about TFT and, and Dota too much, which it you know might be true, but usually we we try to tie it back to League in some way. Um, you know, last week with TFT, we they had a new set and a new mode came out entirely, so we we thought that'd be you know interesting to discuss, especially uh, as someone you know who hadn't been playing a lot of uh, of solo queue, you know, Aiden being or uh, Colton being on the show uh, was there, um, and then Dota last week we. We 
talked specifically about you know importing it into league and and specific metas and and how personally i would like to see that come to league over the current uh you know top jungle mid ad carry support meta that we that we have and how to have always had um so just wanted to re- reply thank you for the the criticism we uh we appreciate that as well um you know we, we want to make everyone happy and, and enjoy the podcast uh, but it's kind of unrealistic to expect every single person to, to enjoy it every single time. Um, so yeah, thanks a bunch. Uh, our last email is from just, Dippy. Just I don't have a question. Only oh, sorry, other comment I just wanted to add to that, like just like as a oh, main sure. thing, is that I, I do agree that reading names is a long thing, but it's also people support us. Like people give us hundreds of dollars a month to be able to like do this and produce stuff and host without like coming coming out of our own pockets and we do really really appreciate that and if it's it's if it's three minutes to read through all of our names once per month 12 times out of 12 episodes out of 52 episodes a year then i don't know man it just doesn't seem like a big deal at all uh we also in the episode description write the timestamp when you can skip past to get past stuff like that um i don't know i think spending a couple minutes to thank the people that support us and allow us to do this uh is more than reasonable uh 12 out of 52 episodes a year yeah, and I think it's easy enough to skip if you don't want to skip the entire discussion. You know, it's easy enough to to discern what's a name and what's us talking, I guess. Um, so, well, I I appreciate the we appreciate the the criticism, y'all. Um, our last email is from Dippy. I don't have a question or meaningful meaningful insight this week, but I do have a cool poem. Read it like the Muffin Man. Do you know the feels bad man? The feels bad man. The feels bad man. I don't know how the fuck this poem's read. Do you know the feels bad man who who feeds in all my games? Uh, yes, I know the feels bad man. The feels bad man. The feels bad man. Yes, I know the feels bad man. He is a Yasuo main. <laughs> nice. Thank you, <laughs> Tiffany. Uh, that is it for this episode of Leadcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you want us to send us an if you want to send us an email, you can send it to mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Uh, come watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash bluebasket and slash leadcastfrost are where we stream. On Twitter, we are at LeeCast, and on Facebook, we are LeeCast. Visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com. Join our Discord, LeeCastPodcast.com forward slash Discord. Alternatively, there's a website, uh, there's a widget on the homepage. And finally, support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you can get access to a bunch of cool stuff, uh, including our uh, We Fix Champions. Um, we Fix the Game for Riot podcast. So uh, Patreon.com forward slash LeeCast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.